0: time for the Parkrun Adventurers episode 59! Woohoo! Mel, <laughs> welcome. Welcome for starters. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you Scotty, you're very welcome. You know the
0: good thing about Parkrun? There's no off-season.
1: That is a pretty good thing about Parkrun.
0: That this every week thing works. We, we've got something to talk about every week. It's great! <laughs>
1: Some some weeks we've got more than one thing to talk about. Tell you what,
0: (laughs) tell you one thing that came out of last week's episode was our friend or your friend from the west idea of a new club. Yes, the pirate. We've got
1: a lot of feedback.
0: Did got people excited, and we're going to refine it this week.
1: We are, and we have consulted with the gentleman himself whose brainchild this is, just to make sure that it passed muster. And do you want to explain what it is, Scotty? There
0: was a suggestion that you needed to sail the seven seas. So you needed to get seven sea events, which I think everyone's happy with. We're locking that in.
1: Well, yes, because basically the point was made that 26 seas was six months worth of adventuring to only park runs begin with C, and that might be a tad unobtainable. And while we do want to set a challenge with these random unofficial clubs that just get started when people have funny ideas, um, we they, they should be, you know, obtainable. Obtainable is a good way for a club to be.
0: Yes, and we we're adding one caveat. So there's seven Cs and...
1: Come on, I know you want to say it.
0: <laughs> one R. <laughs> that wasn't a very good one.
1: <laughs> no, that was a terrible one. It's you got to, you have to have done the seven Cs and an R. R. And in case you're confused about what an R is, it's the letter that comes immediately after Q in the alphabet. So that is what you have to do to become a Parkrun pirate and join the pirate
0: club. Which seems simple enough as well, but. There's actually not many R's in Australia.
1: There are not. And and there are a lot of states that don't have that many C's either. So it still requires a bit of adventure.
0: So there you go. I was at a C on Saturday. I visited Coburg. I've been there before. So it doesn't really add to my list. But one thing, you know, we ask a lot of people. I mean, in fact, we ask everybody on the podcast to give us their top three. You and I have never done it. But I think I'm going to go on official record. And I'm I'm going to add Coburg to my top three. I'm still leaving the door open for the other two spots. But bloody hell, it's a great course. Every time I go there, I enjoy it. I went there on Saturday to celebrate my mate's 50th. Now, this guy, I wouldn't have done Parkrun and started Parkrun and started as many events without this guy. So I made sure I ran the 50th with him. But I'll tell you what, Mel, you've got to get to Coburg. It's a cracker.
1: Well, this, this is really exciting for me because I'm coming to Melbourne in April and this, this is the event that I think that we're going to do when we're there, myself and my husband.
0: We are going to Coburg.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I'll get myself a C toward the Pirate Club and I'll get myself a Coburg toward the, doing one of Scotty's top three.
0: Love it. Ran with Kasha again, which was fantastic. Got more information out of my daughter. <laughs> it's great.
1: <laughs> Little does she know that you're using this as a method of extracting information that she otherwise doesn't give you.
0: So I had a great Saturday. I presume you had exactly the same experience.
1: Exactly. I wouldn't say exactly. My Saturday started off really badly. It. Do you? Are you one of those people who sets like five alarms so you don't? Oversleep on Parkrun day?
0: No, not on Parkrun day. I'm always, I'm always up and about on Parkrun day.
1: Yeah. See, I, I have um, a lot of. It's not the kit. We, we generally keep um, the Parkrun tent at my house, so I'm always conscious that I need to be there early enough to set the tent up, so that people know where roughly to congregate with all the other things, even if I'm not run directing that day, I need to be there on time. And pretty much, it's not super early start, but I kind of have to set my alarm for 5am for that to happen. And this week, I was in the middle of a really graphically violent nightmare when my alarm went off and I woke up with a foot like calf cramp. So my alarm is screaming on the side of the bed. I couldn't find it because I was too busy arced up in pain because I had this damn calf cramp and my whole foot was like contorted. And so Adam's like, "Ah, what's going on? And he had to lean over and try to find the alarm and then he knocked it off and it was like a minute of this screeching noise while I'm going, ow, 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 ow. And it just wasn't the best way to start Parkrun day, but it got better because after the pain went away in my leg and the noise got turned off from the alarm, we got to get up and go to Parkrun, and I got to have a wog, which was nice.
0: So this didn't happen. This didn't happen like two a.m. in the morning.
1: No, it didn't happen at two. This was
0: closer to six.
1: It was all. It was all at five a.m. when the alarm went off. But what are the odds? Of the leg cramp and the violent nightmare happening when my alarm goes off. What are the odds of those three things all coinciding?
0: Couldn't tell you. I know Ian Hay could, but I couldn't. <laughs> but it got better. Your day got better. It yes? did,
1: yes. I had a nice walk at Cornwall Because you had a wog. We are super enthusiastic to be chatting to our next guest on the show, she harks from the United Kingdom, has done a little bit of podcasting before. If you ever listened to the original The Park Run show, you'll recognize the voice. Welcome to The Park Run Adventurers, Nicola
2: Ford. Thank you. It's great to be here. I can kind of pretend I'm back in Australia hearing your two lovely voices. <laughs>
1: Yes, well, you must have gone home with quite a bit of an accent. You were here for a few weeks.
2: (laughs) Um, Maybe. One or two people have said, that's a bit Australian. But I wasn't there for as long as I need to, I think. Maybe a return trip is on the cards. Mm.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Well, you you might get to meet Scotty in person the next time. I was lucky enough to meet you in person this time when you were around on your adventures. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you got up to when you were here?
2: Um, I will. So, well, we started um, in New Zealand, so we did two park runs, one on North Island, one on South Island. And then we did, must have been four park runs in Australia. So, um, I mean, the whole trip was kind of loosely based on park run. You reach a point in your park run journey where holidays become a bit painful if there's no park run there. So, um, I'd planned it. (laughs) Agreed. You should have seen the travel agent's face though when you say, so every Saturday I have to be at a park run. (laughs) My, um, because Poppy was with me, going to be with me with no buggy. So she was going to need to run. They needed to be, I couldn't do lapped courses. So it got, you know, it wasn't just we have to beat a park run every Saturday. It was like, I need to be close to a park run that's either an out and back or a one-lapper because Poppy can't cross, you know, run past the finish line and then do another lap. That's hard for her. Anyway, so we managed to plan it. So we were at, we did St. Peter's park run in Sydney and then we did Chelsea Bicentennial park run in Melbourne, Cairns park run, Noosa park run and then... The travel agent had said, the, the plane touches down in Singapore on the way home. You know, just, just a quick touchdown. And I was like, hang on a minute. Um, there's a park run there. We have to get off. We have to get off. So we ended up with four days in Singapore to do um East Coast park run there. So, yeah, we've done a bit of bit of adventuring.
0: And what provoked the trip out to Australia?
2: Um, So... When Danny and I used to do the podcast, it's kind of always been a bit of a dream because Robbo and the Naked Runners, and they were really engaged um, with the show at the time and watching Parkrun grow in Australia has been amazing because if you look at its start in all the countries it has, some countries, or, or I mean if you look at the America at the moment, you can look at a country and think it's going to really take off but actually it, it grows And because of the organic growth model, it kind of grows slowly. That didn't happen in Australia. (laughs) You guys kind of just went, Parkrun, this is amazing! And it sprung up really fast and watching all the enthusiasm. And you're a nation of, like, high-fivers. So there's so much Parkrun passion. It's just brilliant, so I've always really wanted to do it. Um, And then it's a bit of a sad story, really, about why the trip came about. Because... um, I'd, if listeners listened to the Park One show they'd know that Ben was my husband was pretty poorly. So he passed away about three months after we'd stopped recording the Park One Show. And then um you might need to get a little violin out, it all gets a bit sad. <laughs> and then um so I'd had a cycle of IVF and I was having gonna try and have a sibling for Poppy. And then I thought, who? This is my only chance. Now I'm pregnant. This is my only chance to go to Australia and do a park run, unless I wait twenty years until the kids are older. Because who in their right mind would take two small children on their own to park run (laughs) on the other side of the world? So I booked a trip, and then sadly I lost the baby six days before we were going to fly. So I that was that was that, and that was cancelled. And then I thought i need a, I just need two weeks in the Maldives, or you know I need to get away from life and i tried to, I looked at booking something, and it's so expensive to book holidays that I thought it's it started to make my massive expensive park run trip look like really good value and something I still wanted to do, so I kind of you know I just gritted my teeth and rebooked it and then it's it gave me something to look forward to so we went anyway, and in the second time of planning the trip, extended it, <laughs> added a few more park runs in and um and it was really wonderful, really good for me, really park run is such a great way to travel to know that you have those pockets of of kind of like family to dip into every Saturday, and that you're going to be with friends, even though you've never met was really really kind of what I needed you know and I met some really really wonderful people so it's a bit of a sad story about how the the trip came about um but I'm really pleased to have done it and really sad to be back in the UK <laughs> well how did you find yeah.
0: the Australian park run experience compared to what you're used to in the UK did you get plenty of high fives for starters
2: um we got some high fives. <laughs> we would have got more if I wasn't holding the hand of a four-year-old, that complicates, you know? <laughs> Poppy got lots of high fives. She stole the show. Um, yeah, it, but hot. It's a bit hot, guys. It is a bit hot. <laughs> I knew we were coming in summer, but um, when we got there, and then I thought, wow, I'm trying to get my four-year-old to run in this heat. I'm slightly crazy. Um but it was brilliant, it was so, so, so magical, because you got, it's infectious, the energy's infectious, and Poppy really, really loved it, because it can take quite a lot of energy to to kind of try to spur a four-year-old on. I mean, the first kilometre or two is easy, but after that they want to pick up sticks or go and look at that tree, or if you run past a playground, but... In Australia, there were some of the first park runs where Poppy was engaged the whole way round, and once you have kids that's kind of it it doubles the magic for you you know seeing Poppy really really enjoy her whole park run experience it was it was really wonderful, and the courses are so different, and the environments are so different, and your weather can really be australia's so big that your your weather can be so different so cairns was you know interesting trying to run those people are hard as nails you know it's like I don't know 99% humidity and so hot and there's mosquitoes and and the signs you know warning crocodile signs and (laughs) there you are every Saturday park running just brilliant and Poppy
1: she's been only four years old of course hasn't been registered for very long how many park runs
2: had she done before she came to Australia So she'd done three park runs before we left. At one point, I thought, oh, she's going to do her 10 at 10 different locations um, because she'd done Woodhouse Moor, which is our home park run in Leeds. She did that on her fourth birthday because her birthday fell on a Saturday. And she's been strapped into a buggy every Saturday since she's been born. So she could not wait to park run. So she ran on her birthday. And then after that, she thought, Yeah, it's a bit far, isn't it, this 5k for my four-year-old legs? (laughs) So I think I'll go back in my buggy. So she stayed buggy run, uh, you know, in her buggy. And then we went to visit a friend um, at Pontefract Park Run, and that's like a one-lapper. So she did that, and that was good. She had good fun. And then I thought, I'm not going to push it, because the worst thing would be to get away to New Zealand and her say, I'm not park running, I just can't imagine, you know, what would I do? I I have to park run, so I need her to like it. Um, (laughs) So I thought, I'm not going to, I'm just giving her the choice every week. Would you like to buggy or would you like to run? And she picked buggy every week and that was fine. And then on Christmas Day, she'd picked some tights and a dress and was all dressed up um, for Christmas, for like a party. And then as we were going out of the door to park run, she said, I need my fast shoes on. And I was like, Poppy, why do you need your fast shoes on? Because I'd already asked, and she was in the buggy. And she said, I'm running. And this was literally as we were leaving the house. So she ran in a party dress and trainers. <laughs> um, but it meant style. she'd done two then. I know it's good. <laughs> she totally works it. Um, so she'd done two then at our home park run. So she'd done three before we left. And then she did the two, two in New Zealand, four in Australia, which meant that she ran her 10th. Um, in Singapore so I'm so jealous of her stats when you look you're like that's so <laughs> cool <laughs> um, but yeah pretty cool for a four-year-old eh? Hey? the
1: temperature in Singapore must have been fairly comparable to Cairns I imagine
2: not quite um, nearly but Cairns was I, I struggled to say horrendous, <laughs> but the, you know, because it was a, the park run was fantastic and stunningly, stunningly beautiful because you run along the Esplanade and the people, the team were fantastic, but I just don't know how they run in that heat. It is so, it was, it, well, the humidity, it was fierce, re, a real it was struggle. It was more
1: humid than East Coast Park
2: park run. It felt like it, yeah. Oh well, or comparable humidity, but I thought Cairns was slightly hotter. Oh wow. there you so. go. But the east coast one in Singapore was seven thirty. So I don't know. You know, it's hard to compare them all because, especially you guys in Australia, the time jumping round. I I was having nightmares that I was going to miss a park run because if I set my alarm for park run, it's you know always for a nine o'clock park run. <laughs> So I'd wake up in the middle of the night and think, "Is it Parkrun? What time is the Park? Oh, it's not. No, it's not Friday. Okay, go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But we made it. We made we made all of the start lines. Some of them only just, but we found them all and we and we ran. So that was great.
0: Well done to Poppy. Now, something that hasn't made it to Australia is Junior Parkrun just yet. But Poppy had her first taste. Recently, of junior park run, <laughs> how did that go? <laughs>
2: well, it, it wasn't actually her first taste. Um, she's done she's done one lap of kind of a two two lap junior park run before when she was three. But we were all built up thinking, right? She doesn't want to. She, since we've been back, she's picked buggy, obviously, because she's just done loads of park running in really hot countries, and now thinks park runs are really tough. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought to get to get her back into it, we'll go to Junior Park Run, and um, yeah, it didn't go great. <laughs> so we set off, and um, and the four year olds they've just got too much enthusiasm. So for the first kind of Poppy has some concept of distance now, but for the first I don't know two hundred meters, she thinks she's Usain Bolt. So she's like, you know, giddy. Arms and legs flailing, just absolutely loving it. Um, but unfortunately, this has got really rather quite a steep downhill after the start. So she kind of had a had a good uh, first forty meters, and then bounced downhill. <laughs> and um, we had like five minutes of screaming, and then um, the playground. <laughs> so bless her heart, she was okay. Um, but yeah, junior park run. Uh, we're yet to conquer junior park run. <laughs> but I'm surprised you guys don't have it. Surely that's, you know, must be on the cards.
1: Yeah, it's definitely on the way. For those who aren't really very familiar with the format, um, it's it's a two-kilometre run on a Sunday, so completely separate to the 5K park run. But how does it work in terms of, um, you know, parental supervision? Did you – were you – able to run along and you were there when poppy had her stack or did you just see it from the start line
2: oh no that would have been awful wouldn't it watching (laughs) it and you can you can run with them or not run with them i was you know right next to poppy i at four i think for me she's still a bit too young to to be running on her own but the rule is you just no parents can cross the finish line just not to mess up the results but you can run with them all the way. I mean, I've seen because I've volunteered before at Junior Park Runs before um, Poppy getting involved. Then you see these four-year-olds, you know, and the and the parents step to the side and the child follows them, and you're like, no, no, you go across the line. <laughs> <laughs> Mum and Daddy's just going this way, you know. Um, but yeah, so you can stay with them. So it was okay. I was there and and cuddling her very, very, very quickly. And she still wanted to go to the playground, you know, so it was okay. (laughs) It was okay.
0: Nicola, you're, I'll use the word famous for your time on the Park Run Show UK (laughs) edition. Um, Can we go back to how you got involved in the podcast? How you initially became part of the team
2: with Danny? Wow that goes back a bit and and I wouldn't use the term famous that made me laugh a bit but (laughs) um so um the parkrun show started um for those that don't know so with um the marathon talk team so Tom Williams, Martin Yelling um, and then Danny and I just loved the podcast I really loved it it was the first podcast I'd ever started listening to I was really parkrun passionate and just couldn't believe that a podcast had started about the, the thing that I loved doing. So I became a bit of a Parkrun show geek. So they'd ask questions every week. Or I suppose like your dad jokes have been. Um, <laughs> asking, asking listeners to get engaged. And so every week I would wait and see what's, what's this week, what's this week. And there was one week that the question was, what's a good film title... Um, name for your parkrun, so I can't think of any off the top of my head, Um, well, I've got a total blank. Anyway, I sat and I wrote a film title for every parkrun in the UK, (laughs) because I (laughs) thought this was really hilarious, so I was like, spent about two hours, you know, (laughs) although there weren't that many back then. Um, And... So this is only talking to Danny afterwards. Danny was like, that's so funny, that's genius. You know, she sat and done one for all of them. So we we'd met at a park run and I remember being really, really, really giggly because he was like, re- you know, let me record something for the show. Just say like, hi, I love park run. And I was like, oh no, I don't, you know, I don't want to be recorded. That's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so after much giggling, I kind of said... Hi, I'm Nicola Forward and I love Park Run and then collapsed into fits of giggles. Um, but one of the weeks afterwards, Tom or Martin couldn't get to a Parkrun and they really worked really hard to review a new Parkrun every week. And so they said, would you go to a Parkrun, review it and then chat to us about it? So I was like, oh my goodness, I can't do that. That's an almost impossible task, you know. Oh, how would it? OK, OK, I'll try and do it. I'll try and do it. And so I went to Conker's Parkrun in Sheffield and then gave them a report and it went from there. Danny kind of said, right, that's it, you're on the show now. And I was like, yes, this is amazing. I love the Parkrun show. Um, and then did it every week for how many years did we do it? I don't know, two, three, three years. <laughs> and that was great. I loved it. Really, really loved it. And you meet some, I'm sure you guys know, you meet some really, really wonderful people through doing it. And it spurs you on to travel to new parkruns and just it really enhances your parkrun experience in a really, really, really positive way. So yeah, I'm really thankful that I got involved and became a bit of an obsessive fan at the start.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's how you get in. You you get a bit obsessive and a little bit stalkery and
2: yeah,
1: (laughs) then you get to join the crew. Nicola, you are a little bit famous whether or not you want to admit it. So there will be a lot of listeners out there, ours and from the Parkrun show, who are keen to know what you've been up to since the podcast finished. What kind of adventures have you been on?
2: Oh, well, so I don't know, Mel, that's a really hard question. Really, really hard adventures, like, you know, hard life adventures. So obviously, like I said, Ben Ben died just after the podcast finished and I went through a bit of a dark period with my park running. So park run is so, so wonderful. And it's, it's like my religion um, in that you have that community of like-minded people who will be there for you no matter what, you know. Um, and I couldn't stop going to park run. And in fact, we used park run to celebrate Ben's life. But I really struggled with park run for a little while because you have all these people... And they're saying, oh, how are you doing? How are you? And that was a really difficult question to answer. So every, you know, week on week to have, and you couldn't have deeper meaningfuls, you know, in, at the start of when there's 300 people congregating waiting for a run to start. So um, that just became a bit of a difficult time. And I'd become a, I couldn't, I could never stop park running but it just became really hard to go, and then luckily there was. They held the Park Run Ambassador Conference. Do you guys have those over there? We don't yet. So, so over here we have kind of um, the amb- ambassadors who help to all the events to run and do different things. It might be course measuring, it might be, um, you know, helping event activation, whatever. But so they all try and get together once a year. And that was at Woodhouse Moor Park Run. So I, it turned up as I had done every week. And all of these wonderful faces and people were there who I'd met through doing the Park Run show. Or, and most of them I'd only met online. So all of a sudden there were all these people who I, I you know, I, I, I did know them, but we'd never met. And that really got me, you know, I thought this is, Park Run's a really beautiful thing, Um These are all really wonderful people and I wouldn't have met them if it wasn't for One. So I kind of got got engaged again um, and then really enjoyed it. And after my trip now to Australia, I've got touring in my head again. And after listening to you guys, I've sat down and, you know, written out my alphabet and uh, looked at my (laughs) alphabet touring. (laughs) Um, So I'm a bit worried now because I... On one hand, I really like um, the kind of green aspect of park runs. I really try to, to you know, just walk there, don't, you know, not to drive. And, and at the same time, now I'm like, ooh. The, um, I, so I, and I, I'd still done a bit of touring, and when new park runs popped up, that would be great. And I've now got my eye on the Cow Club because I've done, I think it's 86 different park runs now. So that's not too far off. Well, 14 different events is still quite a lot <laughs> to try and do, but that's definitely my next parkrun target. But so that didn't really answer your question, so kind of fell out of love with parkrun, but um, for really, you know, difficult personal reasons, and then d- rediscovered parkrun, which has been really, really, really nice. Really nice.
0: We well, returned home on Saturday to Woodhouse Moor, and I had a massive day. With a really nice touch. Do you want to tell us about what happened at Woodhouse Moor on the weekend?
2: Yeah. Well, um, it was my second week back. So I'd done Park run at Woodhouse Moor the week before, and it was kind of like, oh, grey UK Park run. It's still Park run, so it's still great, but this isn't Australia or New Zealand or Singapore. And then, <laughs> yes, I needed this. So this weekend, it was Woodhouse Moor Park Run's 500th event, and I can hear Danny right now from the Parkwancheo saying it's an arbitrary number <laughs> what it's not a birthday why 500 absolutely totally um arbitrary number but it was amazing they smashed their attendance record i think there were 718 people and previously it had hovered around kind of 4 or 500 people i think the record was 550 something um and just so 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 many people there it was so wonderful, and Tom Williams was there. I ran with Helen Williams, who is a much, much, much faster runner than me, and offered to push the buggy. So, and she beasted me around. So that was great. So I had a really good run, and actually, it's been great to go from that first park run back in the UK to which was grey, and um, to have this massive party park run, and it's all in the press here, you know. Hundreds of runners turn out to celebrate with Hasmore's 500th Park one and, and to see all the happiness. Did everybody wear a blue shirt? They didn't. They didn't. They, um, they asked people to wear their club shirts. Oh, that's so cool too. Just, just to have as many Park Run, official Park one tops as they could. Um, but So it was a really wonderful celebration just to celebrate everything that is Park One. And of course, Woodhouse Moor was, it's the first park run outside of London. So it's kind of one of those really early ones. And that's important in the journey of park run cause, because Tom Williams brought it outside of the M25, you know, and uh, started the journey of park run. So, yeah, what a wonderful celebration and uh, a great way to come back to the UK park running.
1: Well, you've done, you're almost in the Cow Club, so you've done a lot of different events can you narrow it down to a top three for us, Nicola?
2: Well, so of course I knew you were going to ask this question and it's a really hard one, a really hard one. Um, but I had a quick look through all of the events. And so Dolby Forest, Dolby Forest in the North York Moors National Park up here, where you run through beautiful woodland is amazing. And you see, it's a, just a great one for kids as well. So you see, do you have Julia Donaldson over there? Surely she's global. So Stickman and the Gruffalo.
1: The Gruffalo we have. Yeah.
2: Okay. So there's characters from the books through the woods. So it's just brilliant. So we'd run that one, and then Poppy said, she was in the buggy, and then she said, "Can we walk it?" I didn't get to play, you know, to touch the car- the gruffalo, and want to find. So we did. I did the five k, and then we had to do a five k walk <laughs> to go through- go round so Poppy could enjoy it, and just the forest. It was just a beautiful, beautiful parkrun, beautiful place to be. So that's definitely got to be up there. And then it feels a bit cliched to say Fountains Abbey um, because we banged on about it on the parkrun show. Um, so that's up here. That's North Yorkshire um, as well, but it is stunningly beautiful. So there's just no getting away from it. And it's in the ru- the ruins of the abbey and Studley Royal Water Garden are just breathtaking. But it's a National Trust po- property, so. Over here, unless you're a member of the National Trust, you'd have to pay to get entry to these places. And so I suppose I'm going to say Fountains Abbey, but I'm using that to be representative of all the park runs that are National Trust, um, uh, that National Trust Parkrun partnership, because I just love that relationship that you have the access to have a run around these places of historic importance um, that you'd otherwise have to pay for. And it just really exposes some really, really beautiful parts of the UK. So yeah, Fountain's Abbey's up there. Um these aren't in order though. I'm not I'm not doing top, you know, <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> um and then my third one has got to be one of my ones from my travels. So I think it's gonna have to be and I probably can't even choose between them. So they have to be like level pegging, I think. And it has to be St. Peter's Park one um in Sydney. Just because Poppy was really, really. It's the first park run that she's done where she's been into it all the way around. They had a really wonderful man whose name I can't remember because I'm really terrible with names, but who spent hours chalking out arrows on the courses, on the course. Um, so he puts arrows to follow and then crosses for any other path that's the direction that you don't go. So cro- across there and arrows to follow. And Poppy just thought that that was magical. It was like a treasure <laughs> hunt, a treasure hunt for arrows. So to see the excitement, you know, for like a full hour while she was running, she just loved it. And they had a really, really lovely tail runner. So it just, the experience was just wonderful, really wonderful people, really wonderful park run and message motivational messages on the floor as you ran up the hill. That was pretty special. <laughs> um, and, and Noosa park run, because our, the, the people in the park run as well but the scribbly gums. Oh my goodness, I'm in love with your scribbly gums. Will all Australians know what they are? Or Yeah. Or no? <laughs> they're just my favourite tree. They are amazing. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know, they're, are they a eucalyptus tree? But they look like somebody's drawn on them with a pen. They are. Have you, have you read
1: Snugglepot and Cuddle Pie to Poppy? No, I've never even heard of it. Okay, I'll send you a copy.
2: Oh my goodness, what is it? Do you know, I have just, um, I've just got, it's just arrived, The Diary of a Wombat. Apparently that's really big yep, kids that's book a good in Australia. So we've just got that. So that's Poppy's new favourite book. Um, But yeah, your squibbly gums, they're amazing. And also there was a brilliant tail runner at Noosa, um, Belinda, and she lent Poppy her dog Denzel. So that was pretty special. So Poppy was like, because uh, I was like, what are you doing, Belinda? You know, what do they say? Never work with children and animals. You've, you've just given a child an animal on a park run. <laughs> and she was like, I'll be fine. And it was, and it gave Poppy a focus and like a responsibility. She really loved having the responsibility of having this dog Denzel. And then, of course, for, you know, two weeks afterwards, you'd be Mummy Denzel and I'll be Baby Denzel, and we played Denzels for a couple of weeks <laughs> afterwards. So it stays in yeah. so So those two park runs, St Peter's and Noosa, um, were really special, mainly because of the experience I had with Poppy, but they were just wonderful, wonderful park runs and, you know, scribbly gums. <laughs> and then I just have to, and I know it's not... In, not not top three, but I just have to say that anybody who hasn't done a Parkrun pilgrimage, which may include you two, have you been to Bushy Parkrun? Not yet.
1: It is it is the very top of the bucket list.
2: Yeah, it has to be up there, doesn't it, for all parkrunners, just to go to the birth of Parkrun. Um, or the birthplace, I should say. So being at Bushy on their 10th birthday... I think it was my second parkrun pilgrimage to Bushy, but being there on International Parkrun Day and just the sheer scale and the numbers, it, it really is magic. So, yeah, guys, you've got to get to Bushy. I know it's a trek. It is a trek. I'm not going to lie. The flights are horrendous, aren't they? <laughs> but you've got to do it.
1: We'll have to aim for an International Parkrun Day pilgrimage as well, I think. Yes,
2: it's a good yes, plan. Yes. You've got to do it.
1: We'll get there one day.
2: I know, you see, and you will, you will, because Australia was on my list for so long. You will get there.
0: Now, I know you don't want to be called famous, but it's been a real thrill talking to you. I think I told <laughs> Danny the same thing. Without the two of you, I don't think this podcast would exist.
2: Get out of here. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. It's been really wonderful to relive um, my Parkland adventure to the southern hemisphere really loved it and now I've got my eye I've already started googling my next trips so <laughs> dangerous game hey
0: and you know um Mel's pregnant so I might be looking for a um replacement co-host <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't, oh oh Mel don't let me get away with that um yeah it's wonderful news Mel yeah I'll keep my eye on the spot Scotty but um no Mel um Mel, yeah, like I said, you don't go, you don't start your contractions when you're due to be recording, and then uh, baby on boob, and you can record. That's that's the plan.
1: <laughs>
2: well, anyway,
0: I've got a backup, so I'm happy. And thanks again for joining us on the parkrun adventures.
2: <laughs> thanks, guys.
0: It's now time to wish one of our regulars a Happy New Year, because we haven't spoken to him yet this year. So welcome back to the podcast for 2017.
3: Ian Hay. Hello, it's good to be back. Still can't believe it's been that long. It feels like we're halfway through the year already. It's going that quickly.
0: Not quite. Do, Do they have a statistical year? We have a financial year and a regular year. Do they have a different calendar that the statisticians work to?
3: Oh, I'm sure there is somewhere somewhere along the lines. It'd probably be based around the 20th of February or something, wouldn't it? So, sort of leap years and all that sort of stuff.
1: The 20th of February is not a leap year? 28th. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's
3: probably why you don't know. Off to yeah. a great start <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs>
1: Are you perhaps thinking about the 29th? <laughs> Has
3: it's been a long day? It's been a long year already, hasn't it?
0: (laughs) Has Parkrun got off to a great start this year? Hit us with some figures on our growth, and can you compare it to our growth last year? Can we start with that? It's been
3: a cracker. Yeah, it's been a cracker of a year. So we've uh, we've started off with January. We're around 130,000 for the month of January. What we're at 205 events now. So it's um it's really getting up there. And if you if you compare that to January last year, we we're hundred and nineteen thousand. So we've had a good eleven thousand jumps since last year. So very, very impressive. So we had a we had a slight drop off in Feb, so we've gone from one hundred and thirty thousand down to hundred and twenty three thousand. So we, we lost seven thousand in the um, over the, the new year resolution as I would probably call them.
0: Um, how, how does that happen? Just the numbers drop off or less events. Yep. Or-
3: no, no, no. So that's just going from January to February. We actually had more events. We've gone from 205 to 210. So we've put on an extra five events, but we've lost 7,000. So it, it is the New Year's resolution. So if you look at it last year, so 2016, uh, we actually lost 25,000 um, in numbers between January and February. So it's a massive drop. Or is it 7,000 this year?
1: Hmm. Oh, that's not too bad.
3: So this year, yeah, it's considerable for this year that we've it's stayed up. Um, and... So if you look at, uh, I looked at the January to March period. I know we're not all the way through March yet, but January to March in 2016, we we lost 29,000 people on average from, so news resolutions from January to March. And if I project forward with the numbers we've been getting at the moment, we're probably only looking at about 10,000 drop uh, this year. So we're really sustaining the numbers a lot better this year. Okay. That is good. They are fickle. Which is cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, very cool numbers. So it's um yeah we're up like we are. We're up around 31, 32 thousand every week now, which is massive.
1: And I, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works, and I'm going to ask you how many more events do we have this year than we did the same time last year? Have you looked at that?
3: I do. I have those numbers right in front of me. I, I expected that question. <laughs> so oh, two hundred five. We <laughs> two hundred and five we had uh, in January at the end of January, and we had one hundred and fifty one um, at the end of January last year so yeah we're up to we're up to about 210 211 now um, and that's 100 in comparison 158 last year so it's um it's not a huge jump in numbers going from 158 to 211 so it's not like we're incrementally increasing the numbers it's not like doubling or anything like that but it's 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 sizable
1: it's a solid one per week average
3: yeah it is yeah
1: so I wanted to know what the current state of play is with statesmen, if you would, Mr Hay.
3: Yes. So I don't think there's any surprise. So I looked at um, – I've got a list of all the statesmen across, across Australia and I don't think there's any surprise who's, got, who's sitting at the most number of states at the moment. Um,
1: okay. It- but without mentioning names in particular, can you just tell us how many statesmen or women are in each state currently?
3: Okay, so I'll start with the uh, the ones that, that sort of nudge the numbers in the wrong direction a little bit. So we've got ACT and uh, Northern Territory in Tasmania. So obviously they've got uh, less events. So ACT, there's 241 sitting as statesmen. Um, Northern Territory, 217 and Tasmania, 82. So obviously they're higher because there's only a couple of events to be able to reach that, reach that level.
1: Yeah, but I think that's still impressive when you consider, you know, that's a whole state in Tassie. They aren't all like on top of each other or anything like that.
3: Yep. So there's yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's, it's still impressive. And and I actually had a look too. So we've in Northern Territory, Northern Ter- Northern Territory and Ter- 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 Tasmania. We've got uh, the youngest um, bunch of statesmen there. So across those two states, we've got seven under tens, seven junior tens, Um oh, as statesmen, them. which is cool. That's that's our youngest across Australia, which is very exciting. New South Wales, we have three of them. South Australia, we have eight. Victoria, five. WA, eight. And we know that state that everyone would struggle to keep up because the um, the numbers that are pushing the number of new events coming out is, is hard to keep up with. And that's Queensland. So we've got one in Queensland at the moment.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's not even just the amount of launches we're having. It's how far away they are. <laughs> I think Weeper has broken many a statesman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, it's a hard travel that one. <laughs> It is. Yep.
1: So, how many is that all together then? I guess the, the three smaller states jump it up to the hundreds, but.
3: Yeah, yeah, they bump it up into the. Uh, uh, you're making me calculate in my head. It's almost 500 if you include those.
1: That's not too shabby, though, for a nation of 205 events.
3: Yeah, which is very cool.
1: Oh, we've got more than 205. Far out, we've got more than 210. I think, what are we up to now? 212, 213? Yep.
3: 12.
1: I'm not the statistician, but I know that there are a lot.
3: <laughs> yeah, spot on. I also had a quick look. I was very curious to see all these all these, uh, park runners that are out doing statesman events and going all around the place and just seeing if they do a bit of volunteering. Um, and once again, I excluded Tasmania, ACT, and Northern Territory because that really does bump the numbers out with volunteers. Excluding those, we've only got one person who's done no volunteer stints. Everyone else has done a really solid number of volunteer stints, um, and not just one. So it's, it's been quite a few increase, which is really cool to see. So it's good to see the statesmen getting out and volunteering as well.
1: Adventurers, it's in adventurer blood to give back to Parkrun.
3: Exactly. So now we've been talking
0: about the new club that we've created for our friends have created the pirate club <laughs> you've done a bit of research and digging on the seas what have you come up
3: with i have done the seas so what we've we got 26 events under the seas okay i didn't even, i didn't plan to say it that way but under the seas okay uh, i'm sorry Bad way, <laughs> <jokes>. pun <laughs> exactly so we've had uh 47,043 individual park runners do sea events
0: So that's a lot who have done one C event. We're refining it. You're going to come back to us and tell us how many have done seven.
3: Seven Cs, yes. Yes. For the Pirate Club.
0: Seven Cs and one R.
3: Seven Cs and one R. I can do the seven Cs and one R, absolutely. So
0: so we're going to give you a week's notice.
3: I'll crunch those numbers, yes. That'll include this week, so if anyone made the – seven season one are this week, then they'll get included next week. So, yep.
1: And that they be pirates. Exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Great. Thanks for joining us again, Ian.
0: We look forward to finding out who's in the pirate club next week. Awesome.
3: Thanks, guys.
0: We're so happy. Got some roving reports, so let's throw to Toc, who went to Bensdale this week.
4: Howdy, Park Runners! It's Toc. I'm here with V McShane from Bensdale Park Run. We've just celebrated Bensdale's anniversary, their first anniversary. It's been a lovely 16 degrees down beside the river. V, welcome along,
5: and tell me, is this a typical Park Run where you started? Um, yes, it's a typical Park Run where it started. Um, we park runs, uh, sorry, a Bensdale Park Run. It's our first year anniversary. And I got the inspiration, funny enough, from it when I went overseas back to my motherland, if you can tell by my accent, Scotland. And I attended my very first park one, Strathclyde Park. Which, and funny enough, I used to train it as a kid because I trained um, quite a high level for um, cross-country running, long distance running and triathlon with my father and the rest of my family. And that was a route around Strathclyde Park. I'd done the park run there. It was minus, I think, minus two or minus three in April. Um, The guys were there in these tiny little shorts and I thought, oh my goodness, I can't do this. It's so cold done it. Fantastic. And I thought, well, we can do that here um, with this weather. We've got to bring this back into Australia and Bairnsdale where I live. Thanks, Phil.
4: I would never have picked up that you had an accent at all there.
5: I don't think I've got an accent until <laughs> someone asks me where I'm from and I just say, from Bairnsdale? And they just look <laughs> at me. I just don't see that accent anymore.
4: Cheers. Um, you've had some pretty quick um, park runners, I think. The uh, female course records held by Charlotte McShane. Would that be any
5: relation of yours? Yes, that's my um, younger sibling, Charlotte, my younger sister, and um, she's actually a pro triathlete. Um, she was third in the world last year, the World Triathlon Series, and yeah, she's she's pretty fast. It's when I go out running with her, she's just like as if she's walking, and I'm totally out of breath. She's amazing. I think her time here um, was seventeen minutes. Seventeen
4: thirty. Seventeen thirty. Yeah. Yeah. I think the uh, mail times held by Brennan Sexton is that he's... about 16.08, which is a pretty quick time as well.
5: Yeah, so Brendan is um, Charlotte's partner, and also my brother-in-law. Um, he has, He's up been to the Olympics as well for triathlon, um, and he's now doing coaching up in Wollongong for the Australian junior triathlon team, as far as I know. So yeah, they've both got pretty um, good course records out there.
4: Pretty good times. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, no, it's a great event along the river. I really enjoy coming up to Bairnsdale.
5: Our community is like really taken on board. The best thing about it is the amount of Young kids that are coming out yeah. of it, so there we've got the generations, we've got the granny, we've got the parents, we've got the grandkids, um, all out running every week. All right. Well,
4: thanks a lot, Beth. um great and happy anniversary. Well Thank done, you. Thank you.
5: Cheers.
1: Well, that's two weeks in a row that there are zero launches happening across the Parker and Australia landscape. I don't know what's going on.
0: Are we on track to continually grow if there are no launches? How are we going to get bigger? What's happening, Mel?
1: I don't know, but it is – no, it's March. March is a good month to launch events. It's not too hot. You can still wear good costumes, the anniversaries. Mm. Maybe people just got a little bit lazy leading into Christmas and they didn't get their grant funding or course measuring done in time. I don't know. Maybe. I would have thought March would be the prime time to launch an event.
0: Well, it has been for all these events who are celebrating their anniversary. Yamba are celebrating their second. Rockhampton in Queensland is celebrating their first. I remember Rocky from last year. You went there.
1: I did. It was a great launch. I remember lots of birds. Yes, there were lots of birds in the recording. Uh, it's beautiful and it has gone from strength to strength too, which is always good to hear.
0: Maylands Peninsula, also celebrating their first. We didn't know anything about that this time last year.
1: No, and we may have timed our interview with Broman a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Had we thought much about it. But we did time the interview with her becoming a stateswoman again. So that makes up for it.
0: Yeah, Happy birthday, Broman. Campbelltown, uh, celebrating their third, as well as Mount Barker,
1: our old mate PK. Yeah, well, I hope we can hear from PK. Um, I'll be looking out for whatever costume he manages to get together for that one.
0: He loves a dress up. I know that for a fact.
1: And they've got they've got a triplet with them in New South Wales as well. Aubrey Wodonga are also three. So three years ago there were three events. Two years ago there was one. One year ago there were two. So. 2017, you're letting the team down.
0: We might have to ramp up our social media. Tell more people about this parkrun thing.
1: Get yeah, Spe- more launches happening.
0: Speaking of social media, we're not going to go over all of them this week. We're going to save that till next week. We're going to do a, a quarterly, yearly wrap of social adventuring. But let's just pick one at random this week.
1: Well, I know how much you love Twitter, Scotty. So let's go to Twitter, shall okay.
0: we? Let's just bring that up on the old Nerd Box.
1: The Nerd Box.
0: And hit me. What do we got? What's happening on Twitter?
1: Um, we've got we've got a message. Oh, well, now you've put me on the spot. From Morris um, at Musician Teacher. Who said at Parkrun Adventures at Parkrun UK? Hi, Mel and Scott, listener from Scotland, UK, since episode one, pushing four-year-old on 112th Parkrun UK in running buggy tomorrow. That came through on Friday, so awesome! Ooh. 112th Parkrun, pushing a four-year-old in a buggy—that's very impressive. I wonder how quickly my hubby is going to rack up the. Um, pushing a baby in a buggy, park runs, I'm guessing pretty quickly, because I'm doing the first nine months carrying, and he can do the next nine months after that.
0: Have you had that conversation already?
1: We have had that conversation already.
0: No surprises for you, Adam, listening to the podcast. (laughs) Hey, that's good. Listener in Scotland. Do you reckon he can understand us? I know, since episode one. Well, he can understand us, because he's lasted 58 episodes.
1: Or well, maybe that's why he's lasted 58 episodes. And he, or, or maybe he just likes the, the funny sound of our voices. Yeah. Either way, we'll take it. Yep. Love your support. Great.
0: Back on the social adventuring.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing the wrap-up next week.
0: See, some ideas, like I said last week, we stop, but we bring them back. They're coming back. Club Corner, coming back. Maybe. The News...
1: Maybe the news. Maybe.
0: Well,
1: well, you know, if something interesting happens, maybe the news. Club Corner, we're going to slow that one down a little bit, though, because we were doing that every week toward the end of last year. And what do you think about just doing it once a month, Scotty? I
0: like that idea. Refining it. I like that a lot.
1: Sounds like a plan.
0: So we need to find some more clubs. If you want to get your club on,
1: share the club love yeah. with all the rest of the parkrun adventurers.
0: Get in touch with us on social media. That's how you do it. Not next week because we've already got that lined up, but
1: <laughs>
0: it doesn't hurt to get in early. But that does it for episode 59.
1: Episode 59. I feel like we're really growing up. What's what's 60? when like You know how people celebrate 60th. What do you get for 60?
0: Anniversary. Well, you know, there's lots of different versions of that. It depends which website you go to.
1: There's like the contemporary and there's the traditional and then there's the fruit. (laughs) You know, somebody's (laughs) decided which fruit is suitable for each anniversary.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just quickly Googling it. And... It doesn't help when you type in university because it doesn't tell you. It just tells you... (laughs) (laughs) About the Friends of Tel Aviv University, but fingers are working overtime.
1: I'm hearing, are you a one finger typist, Scully? Because <laughs> I'm hearing the tick, tick. <laughs> I'm not hearing the. No.
0: Okay. Well, have a guess, Mel.
1: For 60. It's a good um, one. What am I guessing? Am I guessing a fruit or a precious gem or a non-traditional?
0: If you hit any of them, I'll give you a big tick.
1: All right. I'm going to go for non-traditional and I'm going to say cashmere.
0: I don't have cashmere listed.
1: Okay. Well, go ahead.
0: Okay. Well, it's diamond. It's diamond all the way for modern, traditional just diamond
1: awesome so don't don't uh, i'm thinking albums go platinum do they ever go diamond is that one of the things that they go
0: i've never heard the parkrun
1: adventurers are going diamond next week (laughs) we're gonna have to do something special and shiny for the show yes
0: i expect you to be dressed up in your
1: diamonds (laughs) it's really still quite warm in queensland i'm not sure i can be dressed up
0: but the good thing about a podcast is you could have just said you were and I never would have known.
1: Everyone would be able to tell it in my voice. My voice changes when I'm in costume.
0: <laughs> well, I've got to go. I've got a week to go and find some diamond.
1: Quality podcast material.
0: Yeah. Maybe a diamond. Yeah, I think that might phone. take
1: more than a week. We probably should have thought this through. Oh well.
0: Why start now? Nothing like
1: a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> With the forward thinking <laughs> or the planning. Why start now? exactly well thank you for welcoming me to the podcast at the beginning of the podcast Scotty and thank you for staying here with me this whole time as well
0: it was a good one always a good one but this was a really good one <laughs> <laughs> see you next week for our year.